Stephen and Rick discuss the impact of zero-hour contracts on workers and the role that the Amazon Corporation plays in this. They also talk about the Uber business model and the competition this has introduced into the marketplace. They delve into how large corporations are abusing zero-hour contracts and Stephen's personal experience with this type of agreement. So Stephen, a, a debate uh, began in our house over Christmas around uh, the use of disruptors, shall we call them, such as Amazon or Uber and all these guys. And uh, uh, after a couple of sherries, I, I happened to mention my objection to using these people. And, and it's, um, I know I'm a stubborn mule, but I, do, I don't own an Amazon account. I don't use these people. Um, and so we got into a bit of discussion as to why, and I, and I feel quite passionately about this, that I'd led my life quite successfully until these people arrived. Um, it sometimes meant I had to go out in the rain, or sometimes meant I had to go to these people myself, or wait an extra day, God forbid, um, for some pegs to be delivered. Or whatever. But you know what? I seem to be surviving. Uh, and so I've been on a one-man objection to these people since. And, um, you know, Christmas got delivered successfully, kids were happy, all those things. Um, and we would sort of scratch beneath the surface. I think one of my key objections to it is the whole gig economy side of it, how uh, what's emerged from this is some real nasty, in my opinion, around zero-hours contracts and uh, a real lack of commitment to, to humans and, and, and an undermining of people's human rights who are working for these businesses. I'd argue, you know, I get it if they're a small company and, and, and it's a difficult economy and it's a pioneering product or idea and you've got to, give it a bit of test and release. You know, I don't think there's any doubt that Prime's here to stay and that Amazon are going nowhere. Uh, I mean, I live in near Milton Keynes, right in the middle of Amazon land. So I'm pretty sure they're in a position now where they could actually give people contracts and, and respect some of their human rights. What are your thoughts on this? Fascinating. I've just personally finished reading the book called The Everything Store, which is about the, the Amazon story and mm. Jeff Bezos, mm. how he founded it, etc. And it's a fascinating read. I'm also a massive Amazon fan. I use Amazon Prime. We use it at home. We, mm. we actually got rid of our Sky TV subscription, which was £60 a month. Yeah. And we just use Amazon Prime because we don't watch much TV. Mm-hmm. So there's enough content on Amazon Prime for us. So I think it's £8 a month. We get... Uh, the t- Actually, sorry, I better stop. I'm turning into an Amazon Prime advert. <laughs> but I do use Amazon. But I do massively share your concerns around mm. zero-hours contracts and, and the gig economy. And a classic example for me is Uber. Yeah. Yeah. So I used... Pre-pandemic, I used to travel quite a bit and I'd go to London for meetings and mm. I'd go call a cab or hail a black cab in yes. London and over the 20 years I've been traveling to London I'm pretty confident to say that I've never had a good experience of a black cab in London <laughs> in my sorry guys but in my opinion they've always been rude and expensive yeah mm-hmm. and not very friendly not very Maybe I've just had a bad experience, but black cabbies in London have never endeared myself to. Mm. And then Uber comes along. And I remember I installed Uber on my phone, and I'm in London one night with a group of friends. We're eating out. Massive queues for cabs, no cabs around. I call an Uber, and the technology is very impressive. It says, yeah, 
this is your driver, he'll be here in seven minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the driver turned up in seven minutes. And unlike the black cabbie, he was very friendly, he was very helpful. Because he was being rated by the system, so I had to give a score at the end how good he was, yes. etc. Yeah. Wow, this is the future. And I was very impressed. Mm -hmm. But then I started to read about some of the way the Uber business model worked. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept a watch on it. Then Uber obviously got themselves into a bit of trouble politically with some yeah. of their internal workings. Mm. Mm. And I thought, no, I'm not comfortable with this business model. And I actually, last year, deleted the Uber app off my phone. Yeah. And I've gone back to using taxis. What was interesting was my experience of using the taxis was much better. Mm. I think the competition that Uber brought into the marketplace was yeah. has made the cabbies a little bit more, oh, we mm. can't take yeah. our business for granted. We need to provide better customer service and be polite. Yes. And it's not a big deal to provide mm. customer service and be polite. Mm. So I've deleted Uber off mm. my phone. But the gig economy, the way they operate, no, it's, it's wrong. It's wrong. Mm. Because those Uber drivers now, I know from chatting some of them, it's a, they're working crazy hours. They're taking yeah. all the risk of buying the cars themselves, yeah. enjoying the cars themselves, and they've got no guarantee of income. And they're unlicensed. Yeah. yeah. So, it, no, it's, it's wrong. Um, mm. Zero hours contracts, a lot of them use zero hours contracts, is a tricky one. Mm. Uh, because the concept's a good concept, if you think about what a zero hours contract is. But it's being abused. It's being abused by big companies. Uh, we, we've got, in our business, we, we, we have, I think, one, I think we've got two of our people on zero hours contracts. It might be, yeah, two or three on zero hours contracts out of 80 people. Mm. I personally don't like zero hours contracts. Yeah. Uh, we had a bit of a push pre-Christmas. There was two of the team who had been on zero hours contracts long term. I wanted them to be moved on to permanent contracts. The line managers involved got involved and moved them on to permanent contracts. Two of the team don't want to move on to permanent contracts. Yeah. So it's okay, fair enough. If you don't want to have a permanent contract, yeah. you prefer zero hours, fine. But as a business, our preference yes. is for a permanent contract. Because let's be very, very clear. Here in the United Kingdom, I think the labour laws are quite fair. Mm. Yeah? Yes. It's not overly if you're a responsible employer it's not difficult to remove a colleague or an employee who's not performing you have, you have a process you have to follow but that's fair that's reasonable yeah but you can remove poor performing people so permanent contracts are not a risk for a business next week stephen and rick delve into spot buying and the effects this has on carbon reduction the positive change that Prince's Food implemented in their supply chain and the pressures that are on buyers. They also discuss the benefits of transparent supply chains and Stephen talks about McDonald's open book costing model and why this ensures a fair return for their suppliers. They explore why the partnership and bond between supply and brand are key to a more sustainable future together. A new podcast every Thursday. Let us know if there's something specific you would like to hear us cover. We're all ears. Get in touch at star-index.com.